0: welcome honored guests welcome to perth may i compliment you all on your good taste and evident breeding that has led you to seek out an afternoon in my company I am, of course, Dr. Hieronymus Cadwallader, Chapter Master of the Glasgow Chapter of the Alethian Society, legendary hero and saviour of the world on no fewer than one occasion. You may have heard of my exploits, uh, <coughs> my, my numerous exploits.
1: Um, chapter Master, we have limited time at our disposal.
0: Oh, very well. Here I'm my merry band of occult investigators, Lady Sophia Roxborough.
1: Good day to you all.
0: Lord Arthur Roxborough. Oh, hello, hello. My dreadful Aunt Cressida. What was that, Hieronymus? Nothing, nothing,
2: Auntie. Uh, Miss Jessie Gordon.
3: All right, folks.
2: And what about me, Doctor? Beneath your notice, I see. Unappreciated by you, you ungodly devil.
0: Oh, yes, the unforgivable omission of Mr. Gillespie, the Castellan of Hunter House. Of course... How could I forget truly the most joyless Presbyterian soul ever to set foot upon God's great earth?
3: Aye, all right, mutton chops, we get the idea. Now that we meet and greet suit the way, are we going to get on with this? Or are you planning to die of old age instead before we get started?
0: Well, you see the difficulties with which I am faced. Very well, we, the Alethian Society, proudly present the adventure of The Stitch in Time.
1: I must have been drugged. My memory so hazy. Come on, Sophia. Pull yourself together. Think. What is the last thing you remember? Hmm. The society. We were in Hunter House.
2: Your Aunt Cressida's here to see you, Dr. (coughs) Goodwater. You might try to keep the look of anticipatory glee from your face, Gillespie. Glee is sinful, Dr. Convalador. I'm merely full of righteous satisfaction. Schadenfreude is one of the cardinal
0: virtues for you wretched Presbyterians, isn't it? No matter, send the old termagant in then. Best to get the mauling over with.
4: Finish your breakfast, everybody. We have society business to which to attend, and with the greatest of urgency... Dark, occult forces are at hand, and we alone are equipped to stand against them.
0: Ah, Aunt Cressy, so good of you to join us so early. Why, I'd hardly had a chance
2: to put fork to mouth. Uh, he's been very restrained, Miss Kidwalder. Only a plate of bacon and eggs to go with his bread and dripping, and then a modest bowlful of keggery to follow.
4: Such gluttony, Hieronymus.
3: It it appears that your chapter mates are intent on following your example. I was done anyway. The sight of old mutton chops with a beard full of mashed kippers fair pitting me off my egg. You would all do well to follow young Mr. Kellogg's example
4: and confine yourselves to cereals of a morning, nutritionally sufficient and a reliable
1: deterrent to self-pollution. I believe he also advocates regular enemas. Yoghurt enemas. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Aye. I'm done here. Morn, then, Miss Cadwallader. What's your news? Uh, uh,
5: uh, oh, thank heavens you're all here. I have got the most astonishing thing to tell you.
4: I'm very glad to see that you, at least, Lord Roxburgh, have become aware of the evolving situation. Oh, sir,
1: dear heart, what is the matter?
5: Oh, good morning, Sophie. There I was, out for my morning constitutional, doing my calisthenics down by the Kelvin. I heard the most astonishing uh,
1: thing. Arthur, uh, you see. Y- y- you y- remember the conversation we had about getting to the point? Uh,
5: oh, oh, yes. Uh, of course, dear. Uh, so sorry. N- now, where was I?
4: You were about to inform the rest of the society about the murdered corpses found in the Royal Borough of Perth.
5: Yes, uh, of, of course. The, the, the corpses in the Royal Borough of. of I, I was?
4: Yes, Lord Roxburgh. Oh, oh,
5: yes. Only, come to think of it, I'm not sure I actually was.
3: God, the suspense. Pass their we soldiers, would you? Maybe get time for my egg
1: after all. Might we hear about this murderous threat to the society before too much time passes?
5: N- no, no, you see, it's not about corpses after all.
1: I, I
0: was
5: going to tell you about her. Yes, yes, Arthur.
0: I do believe Aunt Cresta might have some information on that particular
5: subject. She does? Well... That's a bit of a coincidence, if you don't mind me saying so. Ah,
4: smootly, kleinish. Very well. Since it appears I am the only member of this chapter of the Alethian Society sufficiently vigilant to notice occult activity upon our very doorstep, it falls to me to instruct the rest of you. I shall be brief.
0: Huh, that'll be the first time.
4: And simply inform you that the body parts of no fewer than six corpses have been found washed up on the banks of the River Tay. No fewer than six? What on earth can you mean by that? Hmm. The bodies were partially dismembered, though not all of the parts were found. Washed out to sea, do you suppose?
0: Or retained for ritual purposes. Exactly.
4: Exactly. One missing a hand, another a foot, others lacked other parts of their anatomy. Several limbs bereft of connection were also found. One of which was missing two of its fingers.
5: Gosh, do you suppose someone's collecting bits of
1: people? Asa, ah, so don't be ridiculous. Oh, oh
5: sorry, dear. Uh, I suppose they wouldn't really fit in a scrapbook, not unless you squash them really hard first. Maybe a flower press would do it.
1: And that was when we decided to travel to Perth. Oh. Hello? H- who's there?
3: Oh, my head! What was I drinking last night? Jessie, wake up! Oh, it feels like I've been hit with a
1: cricket bat. Wouldn't it be the first time, mind? Quickly, Miss Gordon. We have been drugged and taken to an unknown location. We must explore our surroundings immediately. I'm not averse to we wee blunder around in the dark, but have you got any
3: idea how we got here?
1: It must be something to do with the investigation in Perth. All
5: I'm saying is I, it would have been nice to come by boat, that's all. Ah yes, a 200-mile sea voyage to save us
0: the trouble of an afternoon on the train. With a bit of luck, the mystery might have been solved by the time of our arrival.
1: It's famous for
5: Perth Harbour,
1: situated nearly thirty miles from the North Sea. We
5: could have gone to
0: see That's the...
1: quite enough, Arthur. Dr. Cadwallader is, for once, correct. We have no time to lose.
0: Not that I'd have minded missing out on the whole rancid, corpse-fondling endeavour, you understand?
1: Nonsense, Aronymous. You are the chapter master of
4: the Glasgow Elithium Society. You must do your duty.
0: Very well then, Aunt Cressy. Where, then, do you perceive my duty to lie?
1: I should like to examine the location where the bodies were found.
5: Do you suppose it's worth inquiring in the prison? Just to see if they have a record of anyone who fits the modus operandi.
3: You mean someone who's been put away before for this sort of thing?
5: Yes, you see, it's from the Latin. Modus meaning mode, and...
3: Not, not now, Arsene.
5: <sighs> Sorry, dear.
3: I'd rather keep my dune where the blue bottles are concerned if it's all the same to the rest of yous.
0: Anyone capable of that sort of thing would be more likely to end up in the asylum than the prison I'd have thought.
3: I
4: wouldn't be so sure of that, Hieronymus. Not all that is incomprehensible in this world is driven by insanity. You would do well to remember also the influence of pure, luciferic evil. That said, it's not an unreasonable place to begin our investigations. Hieronymus, you and I will investigate the local asylum, the Murray Royal Hospital, unless I'm much mistaken... Lady Roxborough, Miss Gordon, you two may examine the location where the corpses were found. And, and Lord Arthur. Oh, yes. Tag along with your wife and do try to stay out of
3: trouble, won't you?
5: Ooh, certainly, Miss Cadwallader.
3: Hi. It's all coming back now. They Walladers went after a wee poker in the bedroom. And the three of us went down to the banks of the Tay to have a look at where all the corpses washed up. Exactly.
1: Hmm. I seem to have reached a, a wall. It is it's cold, a little damp. Have a wee grope about. See if you can find a corner. I'll hide this way. Ah! What is it? What have you found? It's—it's. It's, oh,
3: God. It's warm and hairy and covered in... Some sort of sticky... Uh, leave
0: me alone, nanny, in just, just another ten minutes.
3: What fresh hell is this?
1: It is Dr. Carvalida! J-
0: Jessie? Lady Roxburgh? What are you doing here, in the dark, with me? Well, uh, I must say, I hadn't expected to wake up next to the pair of you ladies. Uh, did we, uh, last night, that is to say, finally... Dr.
1: Carvalida! We most certainly did not. Ooh. Careful, Jessie. I rather think you may have stumbled into the doctor in the dark. Be careful you do not do him an injury. Oh, aye. I'll bear that in mind. If the three of us are here, where well, then are Miss Cadwallader and my husband? They must be in here you no? Know? No. My husband and I are never parted. I know too well the dear sound of his breathing in his sleep. If he were here, I should know it in my heart.
0: Add to that the fact the boy snores like a suckling pig. It's loud enough to hear through the walls of Hunter House.
1: Aye, the night yous two arrived. I thought someone was sawing lumber under your bed. My husband does not snore. Well, let's know him. Must be you, then. <gasps> Miss Gordon, that is quite out of the question. At any rate, none of this idle chit-chat is helping us find our missing companions.
0: Aunt Cressy? Aunt
1: Cressy? Miss Cadwalader, Are you here?
0: Well, there's nothing else for it. Miss Gordon, for want of a maiden sacrifice, will have to tie you to a stake and hope that's enough to draw her out of her cavern.
3: Ah, uh, you can jog on, pal. If anyone's getting greased up and shoved doing a dragon's thrapple, it'll no be me. How droll, Hieronymus.
0: Ow!
4: Dash it all, Auntie, have you been listening
0: all this time?
4: I have been observing our surroundings, yes along with the blunderings of your illuminates. We are in, it would appear, some sort of chilled stone room containing a number of raised plinths, upon one of which, it appears, I awoke. What do you suppose it could be? I have my suspicions, which I shall keep to myself for now. But regardless, our location does not explain the circumstances of how we came to be here.
3: Exactly, bro. Even where the
1: bloater's floating past. I don't
5: know. I think it's got an industrial sort of charm.
1: If by industrial charm you mean full of abandoned scrap metal and toxic runoff from the diver's, I would have to agree.
5: Oh, nonsense. This town's a royal borough, don't you know? And it's thriving in this modern era of science and industry. You only have to take a look at that bridge to know it.
3: Looks like they've got a wee bit of work still to do.
5: Oh, it will be years if it's done. But you mark my words, once it's up and running, people all over the world will know about the Tay Bridge. Oh, there's the police boat. Oh,
1: that is excellent. We must speak with him. Uh, hello, my good man. Over here. I'll just take a wee step back here if it's all the same to use. Hello there, folks.
6: What are you doing down here by the way?
1: Good afternoon. My name is Lady Sophia Roxburgh, and this is my husband, Lord Arthur Roxburgh. Your ladyship? You are an officer in the Perth Constabulary, are you not?
6: No, your ladyship. I just row the police boat. Keep me on the payroll patrolling the lover-like. Means I'm on hand to fish anyone out who falls in. Life I can. Deed more often than not.
1: We have heard of the tragic discoveries in this part of the river, and wish to learn more from yourself about the circumstances under which they were found. Assuming, of course, you were involved.
6: And what if I was?
3: Slip him a Tanner. What? I can't believe you still can pass a bribe after all this time. Gee, him, sixpence. Oh, I
5: see. Here you go,
6: my good man. Let me offer you a little something for your time. Fair kind of you. Uh, I might know a thing or two. Fished a fair few bodies out the drink all the years. It's a bridge upstream. Fling yourself or anything else or anyone else off the middle and regular clockwork will wash up down here. Current catches them. I just pop by twice a day and see if there's anything they bring in.
1: A gruesome harvest indeed. But these most recent bodies, if the newspapers are to be believed, they could hardly be in a state to deposit themselves into the water. I had heard they were partially dismembered.
6: You're a dark one for a lady, aye? You're your wee ghost stories... What was that wee woman's name? Wrote you on book? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, yes. yes. Here's another sixpence, if that will help you get back on track. Aye, they've been coming down here in bits these last few weeks. There have been more? Aye, it's a steady stream. I thought somebody was playing a practical joke, but the boarding schools are all out for the summer. But surely, schoolboys could never be responsible for anything so macabre. Aye, they're probably too busy hunting the poor on horseback to have the time.
1: Where is the location of this bridge? From which these unfortunate souls might have been cast so we ways upstream or bend or
5: oh can we sophia <clears throat> i'd love a boat ride
1: it does seem rather filthy please darling oh i suppose so a boat ride you left that little detail out of your account it was hardly pertinent I'm sure there are some details you omitted from the report of your own activities. You're far from it, my girl.
0: Well, here we are, Auntie. Murray Royal Hospital.
4: It's no carfax, but by all accounts it caters to the city's mentally unwell, kindly enough.
0: That's uncharacteristically charitable of you, auntie.
4: Nonsense, Hieronymus. Many fine minds have given way under the pressure of service to the society. I should be a poor illuminate if I were without compassion for others who found themselves in a similar situation.
0: Mm, sorry, auntie. Just seemed a little unlike you, that's all.
4: Ah, there
3: she is. Follow me, Hieronymus. Dr. Cadwallader, I assume. And Miss Cadwallader, your telegram arrived not long ahead of you. And your sister Murray, I assume. You assume correctly.
0: No family business, is it?
3: In a manner of speaking, yes. My brother is superintendent physician here, and I a matron. The hospital was funded by our grandfather in eighteen twenty seven.
0: Another doctor, was he, this grandfather? No,
3: he was a common laborer, in fact. He inherited a sizable sum of money when his half brother drowned on a passage from India, and spent it on bettering the lot of the people of Perth and (laughs) Kinross.
0: Shame he didn't open a brewery instead.
3: A highly commendable action,
4: sister. My nephew and I have a few questions for you. I assume you're aware of the recent
3: spate of murders afflicting this town. The bodies washing up in the tea, you mean. One can hardly fail to be aware of them. they're quite the talk of the town, it would seem. Have
0: any of your inmates, past or present, ever shown tendencies towards this kind of behaviour?
3: Do you mean murdering people, dismembering them, and throwing them in the river? You seem to have a rather sensationalist view of the people in my care, Doctor. The notion of the violent lunatic is one best confined to the pages of a penny dreadful. Many of our patients suffer greatly, but they are not, as a rule, the cause of much suffering in others.' Is
0: it so unreasonable to suppose that these murders might be the work of a lunatic?
3: Certainly no one that I have nursed would be capable of such an act. Now, if I might be permitted to return to my work, I shall leave you now.
0: I'll wager sovereigns to farthings. That woman's hiding something.
3: I agree. Sister
0: Murray, one more question. You seemed quite clear that none of your patients could be the perpetrator of these crimes. But what if one of them were the victims?
3: Oh, very good, Hieronymus. As I've told you, I have nothing further to say on the subject. Oh, come now, Sister Murray. I intend
4: to get to the bottom of this matter, even if that means fetching the constabulary to lend their authority to my inquiries. I hardly think that their arrival would be conducive to the serenity of your inmates, however. You wouldn't.
0: No, she would.
3: Very well. One of our patients a young widow by the name of Sinclair. She came to us with an acute melancholia, triggered, I believe, by the loss of her two young children to the complications of diphtheria. Yeah, an all-too-common tale. She had been a mill worker prior to her marriage, again a common story, but had as a child sustained an injury. When the cuff of her blouse became caught in the loom, she was missing the first two fingers of her right hand.
0: Yeah, exactly like one of the arms found in the water.
3: It was hers. I have no
4: doubt of that. But how then did the woman escape this place? Surely your security is not so lax as to allow your residents free to wander the streets. Indeed
3: not, Miss cadwallader Mrs. Sinclair had already left. Discharged? In a manner of speaking. Her deceased body was removed to the mortuary a week before her arm was found in the river.
0: Dead, then, prior to dismemberment? That casts a rather different light on matters, doesn't it?
3: It does
4: perhaps explain why no one seems to have reported missing friends or relatives, if these victims are in fact already deceased. Thank you, Sister Murray. You've been very helpful. You may rely upon my discretion, naturally. Now, Hieronymus, let's go and find these young illuminates of yours and see what they have managed to uncover. So you will see, Lady Roxburgh, that I omitted
3: no detail from my report. Well,
0: that's not strictly true, auntie, is it? I mean, how about... Hush
3: now, Hieronymus. That's quite enough. Aye, it's all coming back. Now, we had where we boat trip, then we all met up in yon station hotel to talk about what we'd fund out. <laughs> Here you go then. A nice wee whisky for me. A shite big whisky for you, Doctor. Water with a slice of lemon for Miss Cadwallader. Wouldn't they want anything too exciting, would you? Here's your one, Roxy boy. That wine that puts a fur
1: coat on your teeth.
5: Oh, I do love some ice wine.
1: Uh, Asa, ice wine is to be drunk sparingly for dessert, not swug by the half pint. And yon green licorice thing that makes
3: you see fairies for you, Hen. Acceptable.
5: Uh, I still can't put the pieces together, Doctor Cadwallader. Now you think the bodies were dead
1: before they were chopped up and thrown in the river?
5: So it seems, my boy.
1: There was a mortuary building close to the bridge. Perhaps it was the source of some of the bodies. He called it a waiting mortuary.
5: Ooh, spooky. Waiting for what, do you suppose?
4: It is a charnel house of sorts. One where bodies are laid out for a week or two prior to burial. Is that some sort of
5: primitive ritual the Berthian natives observe?
0: It's to make sure they're dead before you bury them. You wait until they're good and rotten, then they're safe to put in the ground.
1: What a ghastly thought. And that's what the building was, was it?
5: I didn't notice it at all.
1: Honestly, Arthur, if only you had been paying more attention, rather than cooing over that ship you seem to find so exciting. In all honesty, it looked fit only for the, br- the Breaker's Yard.
5: I do think that's a little unfair, considering how far the off has come. I guess if we'd come all the way back from the Arctic, we'd be looking a bit worse for wear as well.
4: What did you say? i said
5: we'd be looking a little worse for wear too, if we'd come all the way from the Arctic.
4: No, about the ship. The off, did you say? Oh,
0: Austro-Hungarian, wasn't it? Part of an expedition to find the Northwest Passage a few years back, unless I'm not mistaken. All went terribly wrong. Damn thing got locked in pack ice. Only a handful of the crew survived the long walk home.
5: Yes, that's the one. It's what I was so excited about the other day before we came here. Turns out that it made its way back, all the way from Fran Josef Land to Perth. But the really spooky thing is, when they boarded it, there was not a soul aboard.
1: Preposterous, Arthur. You have been indulging in fairy tales and science fiction again. I rather fear not, Lady Roxburgh.
4: We must send a telegram to Mr. Gillespie at Hunter House. I require a very particular volume from the vault, which I believe holds the key to this mystery.
0: Care to let us in on the secret, auntie?
4: Ah, a secret which would fill my hearer with consternation and make fear and unnatural horror the inmates of his breast. A moment. I know that quotation. Patience, Lady Roxburgh. All shall be revealed in time.
2: Doctor. Now, who we got here?
3: Hone's after, grave robbing bastard!
2: Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Miss Gordon, you need deed.
3: I'm no deed, but you will be if you didn't get your meat hook off my leg.
2: I uh, suppose this means his nibs is need deed either.
3: No, he isn't. What are you doing here, anyway, you rancid old cadaver?
2: I was just finished retrieving an item for the vault per Miss Kiddwater's instructions when a second telegram arrived, bearing the sad news of Doctor Kiddwater's passing. Mm, deepest regret. Pass my condolences. Demise of. Oh, you dancer. I composed myself and made my way to Perth in suitably sombre fashion. <laughs> But it was only once I'd spoken to the coroner that I took the really dreadful news on board. Here, what do you mean a waiting mortuary? Waiting for what? Does he did or no? And the good, honest soul that I am, I knew I had to pay my last respects to the Charter master. Come on, open up. I've got to make sure. So you can imagine my... uh, My unbridled delight on discovering you all safe and well after all. I say, old man, why are you carrying a hatchet? Oh, 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 just in case you turned into a vampire or other undead abomination. It would have been my grim duty to ensure you didn't rise from the grave.
3: Pretty sure that's supposed to be a stake, big man. What's the camera for?
2: I, I, I just wanted some forties for my scrapbook. Commemorating the great man, you ken.
1: Well, whatever Gillespie's ghoulish reasons for being here? He's provided the means to our escape. The door is now open. Let us make haste to depart this awful place. Lord. I see now that
4: it is time to reveal something to you all. I'm afraid there has been some deception here, intended only to make the scene more realistic. The truth is that Hieronymus poisoned you all with a plant extract of his acquaintance. Poisoned us? Allow me to clarify, Lady Roxburgh. The dosage you received was not lethal. But sufficient to induce the apparent state of death for long enough to us be, for us all to be pronounced dead and deposited here in the waiting mortuary. Oh, I like
0: that. I'm to be blamed for implementing your harebrained scheme. Good.
3: You're both of
1: you as mad as cheese. Poisonous. Leaving us to wake up in the dark, no knowing where we were. Actually, I, I think it's rather ingenious.
0: <laughs> well, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: is why I am unsurprised to learn that it was Miss Cadwallader that came up with it. One can hardly credit the possibility that somebody of the doctor's limited mental capacity would have proposed anything so effective. How dare you, madam!
0: I am an intellectual colossus. It is ever the fate of the genius to be misunderstood in their own time.
3: Aye. Also, the fate of ignorant
1: old soaks, too, mind. So... Are we continuing the ruse, or has Mr. Gillespie's entrance ruined it? Only, I'm now lying in a puddle that I suspect probably came from one of the previous occupants of this slab. And, wait a moment, if we're all here, where then is my husband?
4: Not to worry, Lady Roxburgh. Lord Arthur is secreted nearby, awaiting only the call to arms to rush to our assistance.
5: Just a peaceful night on the waterfront, watching a mortuary, waiting for a body-snatching ghoul who likes to section up cadavers and toss them into the river. <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs> 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 yeah, Here, mister, who's about lending a hand to an old navy man doing a
5: luck? Oh, uh, uh, of course. Uh, here's a sixpence for your troubles. Why, if it wasn't for you and your chums of the navy, I say we would be speaking, all be speaking French. <laughs> I'm no quite that old governor. Served my time in the Far East during the opium wars. Well, bless you for your service, sir. If it wasn't for those red-blooded Brits like yourself, the Chinese would have never benefited from the freedom to buy British opium whenever they liked. Uh, I mean, I've never tried it myself, but I hear it's a wonderful tonic. Oh, <clears throat> just
0: so happens I've have a, have a wee drop of laudanum about me to keep the awful cold out. W- would you care for a nip?
5: Well, I don't see why not. Very kind of you.
0: Uh, Oh, uh, you might want to go a bit easy if this is your first try, like.
4: In any case, I think before we return to our positions, we might quickly take a look at the book I instructed Mr. Gillespie to fetch for us. I'm assuming you have it?
2: Uh, I've got it. Although if you ask me, it's a godless tome only for the pyre.
1: Well, nobody did ask you, so kindly surrender it to your betters, so that we can make better use of it.
2: Oh, of course, your ladyship. Here you go, your ladyship. Three bloody bags full, your
3: ladyship. What is it? Some kind of dirty book? It doesn't seem to have many pictures.
4: Curb your grubby proletarian instincts, Miss Gordon. What we have here is the original, and decidedly more accurate, first account upon which the young Mrs. Shelley based her rather sensationalist book.
0: Oh, for goodness sake, Auntie. Are you seriously trying to tell us that Frankenstein's creation is haunting the docks of Perth? I can't believe I drugged the entire chapter for this, boulder-dash.
4: Indeed I am, my boy. Look here. Descriptions of the alchemical processes used to revitalize the dead tissues. And here. Notes on the replacements of portions of flesh should they become
1: irrevocably damaged. Fascinating. Fascinating. Think of the horror he must have felt, having strived so hard to create life, but instead only bringing forth a monster. A monster that
3: survived a century in the Arctic. That could be in through that door at any minute.
7: I think you'll find, ladies and gentlemen, that the monster was here all along. But it was not I. I... I was implying that it was you all that were the monsters. In case that wasn't clear. Human beings?
1: Of course, to you, we would be the monsters. The ones who have hounded you since the moment of your creation.
3: I don't know. I think, all things considered, it's probably the homicidal Bampot sectioning human bodies, stitching the parts onto yourself, and tipping the rest into the river that counts as the monster. Maybe that's just me, though? I have to say,
4: that needlework isn't quite what I'd have expected from an eminent surgeon.
7: No, I can blame Victor for many things, but not for a wavering hand. I'm afraid the more recent replacement parts I've had to stitch on myself. And with these hands, well, they aren't made for delicate work.
0: Well, this is a delightful chinwag, but do you suppose we could get on with disposing of this ghastly murderous patchwork doll?
7: I hope that made you feel better. I must say, it is very accommodating of you to secrete yourselves here. Usually, my choices of spare parts are considerably less fresh. Come now. It is time to embrace the gift that was denied to me.
1: Lord Rothroxborough to the rescue! Asa, my knight in shining armour!
5: Dash dash it all? I've i my pistol somewhere.
1: Oh,
3: aye. We can all sleep soundly in our beds, knowing the cavalry has arrived.
2: The boy's polluted himself with a demon drink.
3: This is positively the last
4: time I shall entrust anything important to that lad. Uh,
0: I really don't think we're going to get too many more opportunities, Auntie. Look! Oh. Look at
5: that! A loose thread. Oh, I hate that. Now, that is just shoddy stitching. It
1: has completely fallen apart. To think that only moments ago it was a creature of animated flesh, and now it is nothing but a collection of misshapen body parts sprawled across the floor of the mortuary. What's amazing to me is he's still the
3: second bonniest man in the room. Sophie, did, did you see?
5: There was a man,
1: and he felt a bit. Yes, dear heart. The monster fell apart when his stitches came undone.
5: I say, this laudanum stuff is smashing. No more ice wine for me, darling. It's laudanum all the way from now on.
1: We will discuss this in the morning when you sober up.
0: Well, I suppose we can chalk that one up in the wind column, eh? I dare say Arthur's got the right idea. Let's go get a snootful to celebrate.
3: I don't think he needs any more, and if I'm honest, I'm not really in the mood after spending several hours lying on a cold slab. Indeed. We should try and salvage
4: whatever we can of this night for sleep. We shall need all of our energy tomorrow in order to ensure that
3: the authorities are satisfied. Oh, just one thing. While we're up here, Dr. Kedwalader... Hmm? Next time you cook up a scheme to poison me, you'd best finish the job. Ah! <laughs>
4: He doesn't appear to have immediately broken apart on impact, and I think it's safe to say that with his unhealthy figure, he's robustly
3: buoyant. Yes, there he is, bobbing downstream. One last bodily horror to be found floating down the tee. Moan, let's go and get breakfast.